This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. It's a little too sexy, man, for feeding ducks. It depends on the ducks and what you're feeding them. Oh, true. What you feeding them, sexy ducks? Oysters. An aphrodisiac. <laughs> so I guess people are wondering, what the hell are we talking about? So backstage, there's a background music panel that's got a couple of different selections. And the wonderful, sexy song you're listening to is called Feeding the Ducks. <laughs> For some reason. Quack, quack. Quack, quack, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of weird. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And then you got Dance Pop. I don't know about that one. I'm going to um, drop this graphic out of the way so people can see our lovely faces. And there they are, our lovely faces. Wait, let's kill this music too. Shanti's in holiday mode. What's up, everybody? Who's in the chat? We got some wonderful people in the chat. I was, um, let's see, I was in a chat earlier. Um, Some folks were talking about Stranger Things. So I was in there for a little bit. Yeah. And... um, Turn the fan off. Oh, I... Belinda's in the chat. Yay. Yay. Love you, girl. Follow her. Introvert extraordinaire on Twitter. Yes. I thought you said Oliver. I'm like, no, her name's not Oliver. It's not. <laughs> I'm like, I like Ollie. <laughs> That's not her. Um, used and abused pod is in there. And um, there's a birthday in the mix. Happy birthday to Kim Kim from Used and Abused, another one of our Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators. Check them out. And uh, also a uh, a patron of our Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Christian Fandom Geek is in the house. Uh, look at all these people. I know. Wonderful people. Tina. Uh, yeah. <gasps> Who else is in there? Who'd you see? George Lucas? I no. Oh. Oh shit. I just oh, I just realized something. Hi, Rolando. 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 My dad's name. Is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, excellent. Rolando. Rolando. That's not my dad. That's not my dad. <laughs> Very nice. Cool, cool. So uh what do you feel? Um this has been a really good year for the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I wanted to uh, make a quick announcement. We are on our road to 35,000 downloads since we started. Thank you so uh, much. Thank everyone. you, everyone that listens to the shenanigans over here at the Citadel between Shanti and Brad. I'm the only one that makes sense around here. Lies, all lies, lies, all lies. But uh, yeah, 35,000 views. We're actually at 34,743 as of now. And uh, we're hoping to uh, reach uh, 35,000 downloads. So go listen to the latest uh, Scare Scott, uh, Scuttlebutt podcast. But check out uh, our back catalog of shows. We've got some great content. 
Um, which one has been your favorite throughout the year? Oh man. Uh, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this earlier and honestly, okay. So I have two favorites. One of them actually was the one that we did with Paul's collectibles. Oh yeah. That was about the things that we collect. I've actually listened to that one three times. Oh wow. Because it is just so funny. Yeah. And I, man, I really enjoyed doing the episode about black hole with Melanie because I just loved the movie. Yeah. And can't believe how much I, I, I loved it. So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, besides uh, movie reviews and uh, things like that, uh, you know, we, we just love uh, hanging out with friends. I posted earlier that some of our favorite episodes are ones that we do with, with friends, uh, yes. Twitter friends here on, on, um, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, really fantastic. Um, do you have any shout outs to uh, folks that, uh, that you've met? This year? I do. Um, yeah. We met Melanie this year, right? Did it, we? Honestly, I 2021 think, yeah. and 2022 have like melded together for some yeah. reason. So meeting Melanie has definitely been a big one. Um, Belinda, which is uh, introvert extraordinaire. She's, you know, Wonderful. she's really, really, really fun to communicate with. And um, just recently, about a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm also very friendly with the Monkey Lizard Army, which is head up by Salacious Rum. There okay. is someone in there called uh, Could Bane Games, KGB. And I decided one day I was bored and just saw that he was live. And I knew he was part of MLA and had never popped in. And now he does a lot of gaming. And I popped in there. His wife is a moderator and runs the chat room. Really chill, really nice people. So um, shout nice. out to him. His name is Aaron. Aaron and Jen. Very really, nice, really, really, really nice people. So, and just all of MLA, I've become very close now with mm -hmm. almost everybody in the MLA. So, very nice. I like that making friends, Shanti. Mm -hmm. Um, bringing us when, together, bringing us together, bringing it all together. You know, uh, I, I want to shout out uh, a particular group. There's a hashtag called This Is Sci Fi. If you guys uh, just search This Is Sci Fi, there's a bunch of accounts in there that uh are really cool they've got uh, you know obviously their own show but um they do uh you know they do a little bit of uh different uh type of uh shows uh, you know obviously here at the red five network we kind of you know it's star wars uh movie related you know stuff like that but these guys really go a little more into the science fiction aspect of our entertainment um and uh, I, I think, um, you know, you might be able to find some shows in there that um, that really tickle your fancy. There's another account that I love her passion and zest when it comes to Kylo slash Ben Skywalker. Um, if you guys uh, will uh, take a look at uh, Ella Lisa 15. Mm -hmm. Brad and I did an episode of Quick Cuts with Ella, and we were talking about uh, if Star Wars can survive without the Skywalkers in it uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, and uh, that was a lot of fun. She brought, uh, again, like I said, uh, I just love her passion when it comes to Kylo. It's uh, really cool. Excellent. Um, we said happy birthday to Kim, using Abused Podcast, another one of our Red Five uh, pods and yep. um what else what else what are we talking about tonight man doing I'm, five questions 
I am super excited. Five questions. Two. Now, did you uh, did you include your favorite question, which is always about the Twix? Maybe. Maybe. All right. All right. I got to bring up my questions, uh, but this should be um, this should be fun. Um, oh, yeah. the, the last Scarif Live of the year before we take our winter break. And uh, again, I just want to thank everyone in our chat that have uh, made it, um, you know, made some time to come and join us every Saturday. I know uh, for the last couple of months we have been doing our Andor review, which is uh, still available on both our podcast and our YouTube channel. So check those out. Um, and a big thanks to all of our patrons throughout the year. Um, they obviously help. Um, you know, keep us uh, professional on the Twitters. So thank you so much. All right. Well, we have a very special guest. Um, and uh, everyone knows the website if you are a Star Wars fan. There's a couple of questions that I have uh, for uh, Wikipedia. And um, now that Andor is, you know, season one is done. I always picture like whenever an episode of Andor comes, I always picture like the Wikipedia, um, like the newsroom, like a TMZ, like everybody's like running around with their heads cut off and like, oh my God, there's something new. We got to do this. We got to put this in there. Oh my God. <laughs> so um, that is, uh, that's how I picture that uh, scenario going. But uh, let's bring out uh, Wikipedia after this. Um, let's get this show started. Shall we, Shot? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And thank you very much. I'm going to put myself down here. And uh, Supreme Emperor, the Wikipedia administrator, what is going on? Welcome Hello, to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Hello. Great to see you all again. I hope you've all had a wonderful year. I see everyone's doing their uh, little end of year reviews. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, having fun here at the uh, Scare of Citadel. And uh, welcome back. I know... Uh, what was that show the last time you guys were on? It was uh, was it Star Wars Day? I think it might have been. Yeah. 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 I need. I swear. I need to like make a like a full spreadsheet of like everything we've done this year, just yeah. so I can remember what we've done. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fun stuff. But uh, how is uh, how has it been over at the uh, at the office? <laughs> Absolute chaos as always. Um, I think when something new drops, the the meme slash gif that I always use to uh, sum it up is it's like that scene in SpongeBob where you see inside his head and it's just a bunch of filing cabinets on fire, him running around <laughs> everywhere. I think that sums up our operation pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I pictured it. Yeah. <laughs> they know exactly what he's talking about. Just with yeah. a bunch of Wookiees running around screaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, we tapped you this year, and this is our uh, final show of the year here at Scarif Live before we take our winter break. And uh, we wish everybody um, happy holidays and happy winter and all that wonderful good stuff. 
Um, but we tapped you uh, to come on the show and um, we are going to play five questions and uh, it's uh, usually fun. I think the last time we did it was with Toby. Was it Toby? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, uh, it was with Toby. Toby and um, we, we had a lot of fun uh, doing that, but um, we usually, you know, take five questions. We don't ask each other beforehand. We ask each other on the show to get mm -hmm. some really uh, tried and true, uh, you know, off the cuff uh, responses. And uh, this should be a lot of fun. I like it. It sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Um, let's start with Shanti and uh, let's have Shanti ask a question. One of her first. Look at that. She's got notes. Melanie. Melanie, she's got notes. She's not even here. Melanie, you, are well, are you? you are way more organized than I am. <laughs> You'll note behind me just a pile of notes everywhere. Really, it was just for you. No, really, it was just for you. <laughs> she never does it. Yeah. I never does. I never do this. I just wanted to be respectful. If not, this would be total chaos. Okay. Well, this one is actually kind of a joke. This is for our resident uh, Sith Care Bear, Josh. He is a huge fan of Perrin in Andor. So he wants to know, do you think Perrin is the real hero of Andor? <laughs> huge Perrin sympathizer. Oh. Perrin being the ultimate hero. I mean, maybe in season two, he just has like a complete turn of heart and decides, you know what? Screw the Empire. I like it. But you know, mm -hmm. you know, my, you know my answer already, Shanti. Yeah, I I've discussed it. I think. Uh, God, I hope he's wrong. Yeah, I think we're I, not seeing the whole picture with Perrin. I made a bet that if Perrin ends up not being the douchebag that the majority of us think that he is, I have to get off Twitter for a week. <laughs> wait a minute here. It didn't specify Mon Mothma's husband Perrin. This could be Perrin, an ensign in the Imperial Navy. Perrin, an Imperial Reclamation Service member. The Perrin oh. Sector, a sector in the Outer Rim Territories. Or Angelique Perrin, a voice actor for Star Wars The Clone Wars. It could be any of the above, really. <laughs> could be, yeah. Melanie! Thank you, Jason Big Cages. But yeah, leave it to Wikipedia to correct our Perrin uh, issue here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that would be interesting, though, to see him have uh, have a turn of heart kind of at the, at the last minute, so to speak. Sure. Or he's been playing us all the entire time. Yeah, I that's what I feel. I think the 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 producers are playing us as well as uh the um you know the folks in universe. I think um I think he is in on it and uh they are they are playing the uh the roles uh to kind of uh, dissuade the spies, the random listeners that might be watching and listening. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens in season two. You know, it could be fun if it turns out the entire time that both him and Mon Mothma were both rebels just with separate cells that didn't talk to each other. And he was secretly the be. force behind the uh, rebel group that got wiped out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, don't even... Oh, uh, you know, put that out in the universe. Don't. Our Theron fans will not be happy with that. No, like, <laughs> me especially. I'm like super in love with him. That's hilarious. All right. So that was a good first question. I've got a um I've got a question, and um I'm going to address it to anybody that wants to uh answer it. And I'm gonna come out swinging on this question. Um all right. Here's the question. 
and um, I'm sure everyone will be respectful. Shotty, shotty, no. Was was selling Star Wars a good idea? I've had this discussion with you before. No, I, I personally no hate that George Lucas sold it to Disney. Okay, okay, that he sold it at all, honestly. Yeah, personally, got, you know, yeah. At the time, I was very hesitant about it. I didn't really know what direction they were going to go, but. Mm-hmm. I think in the long run, it was the right move to make because this opened up um, a whole new avenue to release stuff. It opened up whole new revenue streams. It opened up you know, new funding uh, and this whole kind of this whole kind of larger world of talent that can now come in and kind of play in the sandbox. Yeah, yeah I can see that. You know, when it was first announced for me, I was ecstatic because I realized what they had done to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um I uh, I was happy to to see what they were going to do with Star Wars. Um, I thought it was in the right hands, and not and I, right now. I don't think they're it's in the wrong hands, but there have been some you know some ups and downs um, creatively that um, that were a little odd as far as decision making, uh, as far as you know how to bring this story you know about, especially ending. Um, a saga that started in 1977. I think George should have sold Star Wars after he produced his final three films. Yeah, I think I would have. Yeah, like that. Um, but you know, obviously now we've got uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, new Star Wars that we are waiting for. You know, the Ahsoka series. We've got more Bad Batch. We've got a lot of things in the pipeline that uh, a lot of people are excited about. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to give a definitive yes or no on that question. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, we're getting more and uh, we'll see what happens because it's uh, the future is always in motion. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. I just wonder what Star Wars would have been like had it been sold to somebody else that wasn't Disney. I wonder what that would have been like. Yeah, but it depends on it depends on who. I mean, there. That's I think there. Yeah. I think there are other entities and companies that might have been able to buy Star Wars, but um, who knows if it would have been the right fit. I think George Lucas had always commented that Disney was probably the best company to take on. Uh, aspect. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, either either way, it's, it's an interesting question. And it's an inst- interesting hypothetical. You've... Uh, you know, I I will always wonder what a George Lucas sequel trilogy would have been. And I know there's, uh, you know, there's articles and news out there about what he would have done. Um, I think it still would have been interesting because he is the creator of the series. And I would have loved to have seen the uh, the ending from his perspective. Yeah. So the one thing that I'm still kind of holding out hope on Star Wars Visions, obviously, you know, it was very successful. There's going to be a season two. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities for maybe a, a Star Wars style what if where they can kind of look at some maybe alternate versions of how things might have gone. I agree. Because I, I loved Visions. I, I yeah. thought it was beautifully done. And I loved the animation. Yeah. Oh, and it was just so great. And you see kind of all these studios mm-hmm. take doing their kind of own take on what... Uh, Star Wars combined with uh, Japanese mythology would look like. Yeah, it's 
great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think it was an inspired move actually mm-hmm. on, on the part of Disney to be able to, you know, tap that, um, that Avenue tap that, uh, that resource. What's of, with you in the word tap today? I, I might I might have to leave that for Scarif after dark. <laughs> See, right now I just watched Happy Gilmore a few days ago. So That's I'm why just I said tap, tap, just tap it in. Just give it a little tappy. Tap, 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 You want to go to your home? <laughs> <laughs> See, I just showed my girlfriend that movie for the first time a few days ago, and what? it was like. Getting to see getting to see a live reaction to somebody experiencing face of my childhood is just always it's always a blast. Did she think it was stupid, or did she in enjoy the funniest it? way possible? It's good, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad I love that movie. Hilarious, funny. All right, um, you got a question for us? All right, you know what? Let's let's throw in a little what if scenario here. So All right, that topic. All right. Now, if they were to do, let's say, a what-if series, let's say a what-if series comes out, it takes off, and they start doing some crossover into other IPs, into other franchises, what would you want to see Star Wars crossover with? Hmm. Yeah, you know, that question always pops up somewhere in my timeline, or or a friend always asks me that. Um. And obviously, you know, the what if series on the in the MCU comes from the comic book series, you know, of the same name. I um I would not want Star Wars to cross over into anything. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, what if we get a Star Wars Star Trek what if? Or you know, another another type of crossover. I just I'm not uh I'm not sure if I would want that. I, 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 I'm a, I think I'm a Star Wars purist where it's like, just, just stay in that galaxy and uh, give me some cool stories. I don't know. Tap, see, tap, I'm the tap. opposite. I, I actually would like to see what that would look like. That's, that was the first thing that I thought of is what if Star Wars met Star Trek? See, I, I just want to see Thrawn and Jean-Luc Picard just chilling in the mess hall, <laughs> having an Earl Grey. I don't yeah, want to see what that yeah. conversation would be. Yeah. Oh man! Just oh, the chaos. The talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually... Maybe maybe that's where Ezra and Thrawn have been this whole time. They yeah, crossed yeah. over and are just chilling on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. They're at a bar somewhere. We actually Thrawn is. We we know that Ezra's over at Buffalo Wild Wing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, cool. All right, Shanti. Next question for you. I kind of feel right. like you guys answered this question though. Uh, with the decanonization of legacy material, do you like that Disney has like opened the door for you know new paths and stuff? But I feel like you guys kind of answered that already because Disney has definitely taken Star Wars yeah. in different directions. So yeah. it's definitely opened the door for them to do a, a lot more and tell more stories. Yeah, and I feel that um, I feel that they're still afraid to kind of you know open that door a little wider. Yeah. Um, you know, after the sequel trilogy, I don't know, things kind of halted um, behind the scenes. Um, I would love to see more Star Wars movies, um, but, you know, things kind of stopped. They did the, you know, the the book run with uh, High Republic. Um, and then, you know, obviously, I think their their money right now is in in small screen television. Um, you know, The Mandalorian and we've got the Ahsoka show coming. 
but I feel like, I don't know, this is going to kind of sound weird, but I, I feel like they're just, they're, they're waiting to see and they're playing it safe, which is, you know, fine. It's a big company. It's a big investment. Um, but you know, one of the cool things that, you know, that we, obviously that we talked about is, um, is visions. I mean, that kind of expanded the, the notion of what a star Wars can be. And obviously none of those stories are Canon. They were something that, uh, it was very interesting to see and, you know, Japanese animation and the anime format is something that, um, I think I've always kind of, um, you know, pictured a combination of that and Star Wars. So it was kind of natural for me because okay. I've, uh, you know, I, I've seen it before. And a lot of my friends that loved anime in high school also loved Star Wars. And I, so it was kind of already introduced in like in, in my circle. Um, and I know a lot of people were, were a little confused as to the, the combination of the two, but I, th I thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. Me too. I like seeing the different perspectives. We talk about all the time about what Star Wars means to each individual. So I think it's kind of cool that we're getting that now. Yeah. And I think right now they're kind of still maybe playing it, like you said, playing it safe, so to speak, just kind of opening a little bit, seeing kind of what comes out of it, what the, what the fan response is, what people kind of want to see more of. I think in time we will see that, open up a little more maybe post uh, season two of visions sure kind of give everyone a chance to play in the sandbox and see what would happen without it being tied into this kind of overarching storyline sure and you know i i mentioned the fact that we uh spoke with uh one of our followers regarding star wars and can star wars survive without the skywalker lineage but Andor has been doing just fine without any mention of skywalkers or or lightsabers or sith it's um i think it's probably the most experimental that star wars has been in a long time because there are a lot of elements that usually people associate with star wars that are not in andor mm -hmm. but it is you know i think andor is kind of fundamentally star wars in many ways mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean you know if uh and here's the other thing, too. I mean, you guys, you know, Shanti, you know me. I don't like too much overt comedy and right. goofiness in, in my Star Wars. Um, it throws me out of it, you know, yeah. completely. And that's one of the reasons I loved Andor so much, because it was just it was just serious. And, and you know, it's, for me, it was perfect. Yeah, I agree. So um, with Andor, kind of the running joke for a lot of people on Wikipedia was like, you know the show is going to be dark. It's going to take kind of a, a deeper look at the rebellion. So you know there's a good chance a lot of these people aren't going to survive. And whenever someone dies, that just becomes an easy article to write up because guess what? You don't have to update them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dark and cynical, but <laughs> Nemec, I'm sorry. I love you, but we don't have to update you anymore. <laughs> Two and a half pages. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Um I'll go with the next question here. In the vast galaxy that is Star Wars, what would be the best reason to live inside that universe? Five questions. Personally, just the possibilities of it all. You know, you get to 
experience firsthand all of these different cultures and worlds, you know, just get to travel the stars. I think it's kind of, that's probably something that every Star Wars fan is dreaming about, just getting mm. to travel the stars and see where it takes you. Sure. I think for me, considering how much technology there is in Star Wars, there's also a simplicity to it. And the, I guess the way some people live in certain places, and I kind of like that, you know, like I've always enjoyed kind of the simple life that Luke does live at the very beginning on, you know, so I, there, there is something to that, that I, I've always kind of enjoyed. And also, yeah, the ability to see all these different planets. And that is, that is something that I've always loved is all, what is all G-Force <laughs> G -force racing. You want to go around killing people and get away with it? Oh my God. This is, wow. this is concerning. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you freeze the frame right, you can see any character's let's go killing face. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all seen that meme pop up. <laughs> but one of my favorite things about Book of Boba Fett, even though I absolutely detested that show, <laughs> was I did like kind of seeing the cultural aspect, you know, behind, uh, you know, the Raiders and all that. So that was, that to me was a lot of fun and getting to learn that stuff. The same thing in Andor when they were, uh, which planet was it that they were waiting looking at the um, kind of like almost like the aurora borealis thing oh yeah what was that what was the name of that place where all the shit went down um oh my god where the heist took place yes <laughs> the hell is the name of the, the heck planet? is the name i can't remember now for some reason but anyway yeah that, we know like that that that's what i really really enjoyed yeah, the cool thing about Star Wars is just how uh, rich and deep yeah, the, the eye. Uh, Thank you, Belinda. Yeah, the eye. The how rich and um, and colorful the the cultures are, and obviously George Lucas started that with uh, his exploration of, you know, bringing a a, a used universe, uh, the aspect of having, you know, a history with all the cultures. So, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, there we are. What planet was that? It's going to bother me now. <laughs> the force, the ships, anyone can begin at the bottom and rise to levels that no one could imagine. Anakin, a slave, and became the right hand uh, to the emperor of the galaxy. Yeah. Aldani. Aldani. There Sorry. you go. Thank you. I knew it was with a day. Yeah, I think I think also just the thing that would be the coolest would just be having the ability to use the force. You yeah. know what? I, I want that thing over there, but I'm too lazy to get up. Just... <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, I would be so like and I always would like yeah, just lazy. pure laziness for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And use it for good, for evil. I'd use it to open the refrigerator door. And yeah. Yeah. At work, I don't feel like lifting this. You know what? I'll just let the force do the work for me. Exactly. <laughs> We're so lazy. <laughs> we are. All right, Shanti, what do you got? Okay. <laughs> Who's hotter? <laughs> Garza Whip or Bix before her brain got scrambled? I, this, is, this is really for Ro, because he's in love with Garza. Yeah, she got blown still, to smithereens. I still say Garza. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Garza. Yeah. She, had, she didn't deserve that fate getting she destroyed in a bombing. She certainly did not. Justice for Garza. The only good thing we can take out of that scene is the fact that uh, Max Rebo was not in the cantina at the time right. at the time of that explosion. 
Yep. Very super sus, man. Darth Rebo. That's funny. Yeah. He lives. Be Beta Rapina <laughs> says it's a tie. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But, uh, That's you she know. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's got the next question? Supreme Emperor. All right. So there's one that I asked out on Twitter earlier, and I've been getting a lot of great replies to it. If you could go back in time and see any Star Wars movie or show again for the first time with no knowledge whatsoever of what's going to happen, what would it be and why? Oh, I know that. I know that. What's up, Sith Care Bear? Hello. You want to go first, Shanti? I'm thinking. Um... While you're thinking, I'm going to say, so when I was a kid, after seeing the original Star Wars and after knowing that there was going to be a sequel, um, when I first saw previews of said sequel, The Empire Strikes Back, uh, my jaw dropped. Um, there were things in the empire strikes back that I think, um, as a, as a kid, uh, I was able to relate to more than in star Wars. Star Wars, you know, was like fantastic settings, the death star, you know, the desert and all that stuff. But when I saw, for some reason, when I saw clips of a battle in snow, and I was thinking to myself, I play in the snow that I could be on Hoth. That's like my imagine just my imagination just opened up. I was ecstatic to go see The Empire Strikes Back in the theater. And um, to this day, The Empire Strikes Back is the my number one Star Wars film, um, my favorite. So I would have to say The Empire Strikes Back to be able to kind of relive that excitement. Um, the energy that just, you know, that, that jolted my brain, um, because of, uh, how much I love that story, the obviously love the characters, the continuation of that first movie. Um, for me, it would be, have to, it would have to be the empire strikes back. Okay. I got my answer. See, for me, that's, it's a hard one for me to answer because on the one hand, I could go Revenge of the Sith because that was the first one I saw in theaters. You know, that's always sure. got a special place. But Rogue One, mm. I first saw Rogue One the same day that we got the sad news that Carrie Fisher had passed away. Mm -hmm. So getting to see that kind of CGI version of her at the end, just saying, you know, they brought us hope. I don't think there was a dry eye in that theater and that was just kind of, Oh yeah. There's a very moving moment where it's just, you have this entire theater of people that are all feeling the same pain. Sure. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Plus, you know, Darth Vader getting, yeah. <laughs> getting up close at the rebels. <laughs> Never been more badass in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I would say the original trilogy, but I was so young when I watched them on TV, it's hard for me to kind of, remember the feeling that i had you know watching them as a six-year-old all i knew is that i just loved the movies empire strikes back definitely always had the the bigger impression for me but because of my age i would actually have to say that i would love to go back to how i felt when i was getting geared up to watch the phantom menace 
because I was 12, 13 when that came out. And that was a really big deal for me because I loved the original trilogy so much. And it was just knowing that I was going to get a Star Wars trilogy in my generation, which is, I'm sure, how, which is, I'm sure, I'm a fetus, which is, I'm sure, is how this current generation feels about the sequel trilogy. That's how I feel about the prequels. But I will always love The Phantom Menace. That movie will always have a special place in my heart for sure shut up josh so <laughs> fire. so but yeah yeah it's definitely phantom menace yeah i'm gonna have to echo what melanie uh says you know obviously star wars inspired me to do so many things you know career-wise etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh it is definitely a demarcation line in a lot of people's lives um there is you know pre-star wars and post-star wars and um i will have to echo uh, nothing has ever been the same. No, no, Absolutely no. agree. Um, all right, who's 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 I up? I think it's me. Uh, okay, so obviously, I gotta stop saying so. Uh, we, <laughs> even though we know that Mando and all that, obviously, you know, comes before the sequel trilogy. Um, with Ahsoka now coming out and all that, do you think that it's possible that they're going to use that as a way to kind of wipe away the sequel trilogy and actually have Grogu be the hero of Star Wars? Like doing a world between worlds and somehow being able to erase the entire sequel trilogy and kind of pretend it never happened and then pave the way for Grogu? Because, I mean, really think about it how is this going to connect to the sequel trilogy? Because we don't have Grogu at all in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So how are we going to bring him into all of that? Or is Grogu just going to die? <gasps> I got an answer. Oh, yes, I Mr. Know, I know. Yes, please. <laughs> What's your answer? You know, we get this question a lot so, um, early on regarding the world between worlds and erasing the sequel trilogy. I don't think Disney um, would do it because, I, you know, Obviously, you know, there's there's people that are not really fond of the sequel trilogy, or there's people that really love the sequel trilogy. And I think if they introduce a world between worlds where they splinter off a universe where one group of fans know that it exists and it's there, and then the other group of fans, you know, could kind of brush it under the rug, I think that would ostracize that uh, half of the fan, uh, the the fandom in a way that uh, might splinter it even more. I don't think it's a good um, move strategically for a company to, to do that to its fan base. Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, folks that are not too crazy about the sequel trilogy, are just going to have to live with right. the fact that it's just, it's part of the story. Uh, I don't think Disney's going to admit that they made a mistake either. Yeah, I mean, because that would basically what you'd be doing. Exactly, exactly. And you know, again, it's not that, not that we're saying that the sequel trilogy was a mistake. There are some things that I'm not too crazy about uh, in the films, but you know, there's people out there that enjoy it. It's their original trilogy, and I wouldn't be bold enough to take that away from them. Um, if that's what they enjoy, if that's how they came into the fandom, there's no reason for me or anyone to say otherwise. And yeah, you know, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they'd go the route of just wiping everything away. I would like yeah. to see through the world between worlds, 
maybe a little kind of peek into another world of what would happen if X thing didn't happen. But mm -hmm. as you said, like every time I do a post on Twitter, for example, about the, uh, the sequel trilogy, yeah, there's people that didn't like it, but there's always also a flood of comments from people that are saying how it inspired them to kind of follow their dreams and kind of made them the fan they are today. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, if they want to do more Grogu content, though, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give us a little Grogu appearance in uh, in Ahsoka, maybe a little Jedi Temple flashback that doesn't involve Order 66. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I, I I'm always I'm really curious to see who uh, what characters the the character that uh, that rescued him. I know there's been some some commentary commentary uh, out there uh, talking about certain characters that they you know people feel you know maybe this person saved Grogu or that person. So it'll be interesting to find out you know when the time comes when they're ready to tell that story you know who it's going to be. Will it be somebody that we already know? Will it be somebody brand new? Um, so uh, that should be uh, that should be pretty interesting to to find out. All righty. Um, all right, I got another question. Pick three Star Wars characters for your crew on a very important mission for the rebellion. Who would that be? Hmm. Definitely Chewie, mm -hmm. for okay. sure. We need his yeah, we need his ability. Mm -hmm. R two. What kind of mission are we talking here? Mission from God. <laughs> mission. Well, something important, something, you know, uh, stealing something, uh, sabotaging something, something mm -hmm. for the rebellion that would make a difference against the Empire. I'm going to take Chewie R2. I'm gonna take Luke also. So you know what? You never know when the force might come in handy. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. We'll, just, we'll use the force, even if that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> His rebellion mission is to go get the remote control for the TV. All he has to do is <laughs> all right. Those are good picks. I want R2 for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because he plugs into everything, right? <laughs> um, oh, we, can, we could we can we could bring in Chopper and have some of that kind of chaotic I love energy. Chopper, <laughs> I love Chopper. I love Chopper. So it was um, actually so fun little tangent. So a couple weeks ago, I did an interview with Christopher Sean, who did the voice of Kazuta Ziono in Resistance. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that one of our uh, one of our users had come up with was, if you were to put in R two Chopper, um and bucket into a room who would win the fight oh <laughs> uh, he he voted that uh bucket was right gonna now. win hmm. nice cool but that'd be a fun little uh yeah who's gonna win hmm. we got a couple people picking Andor on their team <clears throat> i don't know that's that's a good team though that's a good team yeah it is a good yeah. team yeah i love k2 all the droids are so good in Star Wars. It's so hard to pick. I was honestly for so one, awesome. I was, I was wondering if we're going to see like B2 get damaged and transferred into the body of K2SO. And I was that, thinking, that was... oh, you know, that would be really cool. Then it's yeah, like, wait a minute, but that means that we have to see him die. And that would make I know. Sense. I'm yeah. not ready for that. That was my theory originally. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, 
when we see um, and or deactivate uh, the Fondor's uh, flight computer or, you know, fiddle with it, um, now I have a new theory. But we'll see what happens in season two. <laughs> Shanti, who's your team? R2 for sure. I just okay. love that little, that little trash can. Um, <laughs> I just, I've always loved R2. Yeah. He's feisty. So dependable. He's just seen everything. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Hondo. No, I love Hera. I mean, I really loved Rebels and I loved Hera. Okay. I would want her for sure. She's a good pilot. If he were still alive and wasn't sliced in half, or not sliced in half, but didn't have a hole right through his stomach, I would say Qui-Gon. But, you know. That's a good one. Whatever. He's quite literally Qui-Gon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They saved Maul. Reva lived. Yeah, I know. Why right? not had to die? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's merely yeah. a flesh wound. <laughs> All right. I would pick um Cinta K2SO and um Parents, Cyril, and Jar Jar. Of course he would. What a losery <laughs> bunch. You'll never get off planet. Josh, um, you're fired. Again. Again. All right. I would pick Cinta, K2SO, and I want to say um, Val from uh, Solo. Okay. Cinta's badass. I love her she is character. Badass. She doesn't play around. No, she does not. So, yo, those are my three. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That was a good question. I think it's uh, Supreme Emperor's turn. Oh. Oh, he's he was having a connectivity issue. Yeah, he was. So uh, hopefully we'll get him back soon. But um, you guys in the chat, you guys are making some good picks too. You are. And he's back. Wow. Thank you, rural internet, which has decided that we are not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're just saying that uh, the chat has uh, some good choices as well, but uh, I think you are up, Supreme Emperor. All right. So let's do a little, since we got into the topic of, we're in the topic of what ifs. If you go back to the creation of A New Hope and you could change one singular thing about it, what would you change? I'm going to have to go back into my mental archives. Man. Oh, man. Um, it's hard because it, it's such a good movie. So what could you change about it? I wonder if, like for me, I don't think I would change anything too detrimental to the storyline. I might have to, um, I might have to change the fact that, um, that George decided to change um, Starkiller to Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I love Starkiller as a name. It's it's kind of badass. I would keep Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like thinking about the, um, you know, 97 Bravo gifted me the uh, hardcover edition of George Lucas's original story. Um Mentally, I'm flipping through those pages, but yeah, I, w- I would say st- leave Star Killer as as the name, 
but you're right. I mean, the story, I mean, the story sets up so much that uh, is key to the rest of the saga. I would, uh, I don't think I'd change a lot. See, I want a man in the high castle situation. Like, oh, what if they oh, would like they would have intercepted the plans? Oh, I like oh, that. I would think that you would have said that, Ro, because you love the Empire so much. So yeah. what if the Empire would have won like that from the very beginning? And then, you know, I don't know. Those are if, that, if, if that one gunner had decided, oh, well, we'll just use the power and blow up, just blow that pot out of the sky. Yeah, blow it. Yeah. There's no yeah. life forms on there. No, well, we're going to blow it up anyway. Not anymore. There's just not. To be yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I win. <laughs> Very nice. Let's see what uh, Dave's dimension, maybe a little longer battle between Obi-Wan and Vader, more fighting. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that too. Well, there's a fan-made uh, scene that uh, does just that. So uh, look for that one. Uh, Starkiller is too dark, not heroic. Oh, there we go. I can, I, I can kind of agree with that. I can see there. that yeah, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said that already. More Vader screen time, of course. Mm -hmm. You can never have too much Vader screen time. I know. Oh, this is a good one. Let's destroy the Death Star with the power of love. Now, I, now I'm just listen here, Huey Lewis. Relax. All right. I was just gonna. I'm just envisioning as the Millennium Falcon's coming in. All you hear is that's the power of love. <laughs> can you imagine the Delorean flying? Oh at yes, point? please. <laughs> We've got to go back. Cool crossover, Back to the Future in Star Wars. <laughs> We've got to go back. We're Back to the Empire. That's a good one. So when I drop the audio of this episode in our podcatchers for Tuesday's release, guess what song I'm going to put there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Iconic choice, really. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, Next question. Uh, what other franchises are you big fans of? So what would be your plan B? Hmm. There's so many good ones to pick from. What was the question again? Sorry. What other franchise are you a big fan of? What would be your plan B? Considering that Star Wars is your plan A. Yeah, obviously. Probably Stargate. Hmm. Just that like our, always, our, yeah. That one always hit good, especially getting to kind of see a uh, potential for how humanity could evolve under the right circumstances. Just like our friend uh, Nick, yeah. backyard Tardis loves Stargate. If we got to go with one that's not kind of a mainstream one, though. I think I'd probably pick the uh, the 2008 series Jericho. It was done by uh, I think it was CBC. Um, that was always a good one. Yeah, I think I, I remember that. Only got two seasons, but Back to the Future, that's another good one, yeah. yeah. Who who was in Jericho? Was it... Um... Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember that. Great I, Yeah, I watched a couple of those episodes, and for some reason, I, I there must have been too much to watch because I, I lost track of where I was. Yeah. Um, obviously, Back to the Future. Left Coast graphic, of course. Batman. Claro que sí, Ubaldo. That's my man right there. Does Mr. T have a franchise? The A-Team, I guess. 
Batman all day, every day. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see become a franchise? The Orville. I know you're really against watching it, but I really love the Orville. Bring it back for another for more seasons. I What's up, that. Salty Nerd? That's what I want. Sorry, Shanti. I had to okay. shout out Matt Vader. <laughs> no worries. Um Yeah, the Orville, you know, a lot of people like it. Um <gasps> Yes, Melanie. Planet of say? the Apes. Planet, Planet of, the of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Planet of the Apes, the original one. Yes. Um, you know, for me, my plan B really is uh, because it's probably a series of movies that I quote quite often, even um, probably, you know, as much or almost as much as Star Wars is, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Mm. Okay. And obviously okay. my my love for that other star franchise Star Trek, but I would have to say my plan B would be um would be uh Indiana Jones for sure. Nice. Batman. Oh, let's see. G Force is talking about Mr. T. Um yeah, uh A Team cartoons, commercials. You know, I think uh, a couple of summers ago, uh, you would still see uh, Mr. T driving in his uh, white convertible on Michigan Avenue, downtown Chicago, because hmm. he lives here. Or at least he, he has um, he has homes all over. But uh, yeah, I used to see him uh, downtown all the time. Mr. T, I pity the fool. <laughs> all the all the young people in the chat are like, Mr. Who? I know who Mr. T is. All right, I swear good. I'm not that old. Jeez, <laughs> Making me feel old. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Who's next? We're on the fifth question, right? I asked four already, so. Yeah. All right. Okay, you ready? Who are we, who are we back around to now? We're we back around to yes. me? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's All you. Right. Yeah, go. All right. Let's see. We've been doing a lot of what if, so let's let's tangent a little bit. If you could meet any, no, actually, let's go. If you could take any Star Wars novel, either Legends or Canon, and adapt it into a full movie with no changes whatsoever, just exactly as the book puts it, what's your top pick? I can't answer that question. Because you don't read. <laughs> I just literally, I, you know, I've always stuck to the movies and yeah. uh, the shows. But I did recently, and I haven't started it yet. I literally read just the first page. But as you heard, I'm in love with Thrawn. So I only just bought the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're so I, I definitely yeah. would not be able to answer that question. But I'm sure I could tell you right now that that's probably what I would choose. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. Such a oh, great I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So for me, um, it's one of the first novels that um, – that I read uh, the the new ones that uh, came out and um, I really enjoyed it. There was an aspect of familiarity with the original trilogy as the characters came up. Um, we got to see certain scenes of the original trilogy, almost from a different perspective. And, um, uh, and as I was reading some aspects of the book, I, I was, I was reading them thinking in terms of cinematics and listening to the music in the background as I was reading the book and it's uh, uh, lost stars. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. 
So I would I would go with Lost Stars for sure. That one's definitely on my top would make a great ad- adaptation list. One for me, I always have to go back to the the original Thrawn trilogy. That one I was dreamed of seeing up on the big screen. Yeah. Those are good. You know, and and uh if you if you guys anybody remembers the nineties, we had a uh a barrage of uh well, it was, it was a, a media blitz, almost like a movie with no movie. We had a soundtrack. We had a book. We had a comic book, uh, Shadows of the Empire. Oh, yeah, um, the multimedia series. Yeah, that would have been, uh, that would have been an interesting uh, movie on the big screen. Um, we had everything else but the actual movie, so I loved the soundtrack. And when I was reading the book, again, you know, it's listening to the soundtrack in my head while I'm reading the book. Um, that would be, uh, another one. Cool. <laughs> um, let's see one, two, three, four, five. And, uh, that fifth question, uh, that I had, I think you guys already answered it mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's actually the question that, uh, that you posted up uh, earlier, if you can experience a Star Wars movie in the theater again for the first time, which one would it be? Mm. So, yeah. Well, my fifth question is very important. Ask away. Okay. Which do you prefer? The left or the right Twix? <laughs> <laughs> What did I what did I say last time? I always go for the left. Don't know why. Just do. So like it depends on like if I open I it like if I open it like this, <laughs> automatically the right one is exposed. So my my pension is to to just grab the right one. But you know they're labeled mm-hmm. now, right? They actually have them labeled as the whole package is like, oh, this is the left twix and that's this a, is the right twix. I always that's get the a left. Scam. I don't know why. I could go I think I'm gonna pick the, just the full chaos option here and just open it and just take a bite out of both at the same time. Oh, oh I like that. Controversial. That's I a like hot that. take. Hashtag like controversial look. Pizza slices together and eat them at the same time. <laughs> I can I dig it. I like it. No, I like it. Wow. I like it. Very nice. I did have an actual serious question that I was discussing earlier, and I guess I'll make that one my fifth. Um, I keep saying that I really love the animated stuff from Star Wars. So would you prefer that only the animated stuff is done in, in a series format in a show and then leave the other big storytelling for the movies? Like, no more live-action shows. You know, I mean, yes, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka, Mandalorian, and all of that. But I feel like sometimes Star Wars does a much better job when it's animated. I loved Rebels. I loved Clone Wars. I loved Tales of the Jedi. They just always seem to really hit the mark with the animated stuff, minus Resistance. Josh. Josh, sorry, (laughs) Josh. And, of course, I love Visions. So would you prefer that maybe the bigger stuff just stay on the silver screen? And then the smaller storytelling be done uh, via animation. Interesting. I know. That's a good question. I thought so too. <laughs> G-Force. You know, there's, um, 
there's no shying away from the fact that uh, we we do have some really really great stories that came out of animation. Um, multiple seasons of Clone Wars um, and Rebels. We've got some really great, you know, background from uh, a lot of the characters, and I really 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 enjoy that. I also enjoy you know going out to a movie theater and making Star Wars moving you know, movie viewing an event. Um, you know, for me, the star Wars and the small screen has really been hit or miss mostly miss, I think. Um, but I don't know if I would, I, I don't know if I would be comfortable with, uh, with uh, living in a world where we don't have like star Wars on a small screen. I mean, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm going to love Star Wars. I'm going to watch it all and evaluate it individually. Do I like it? Do I not like it? What I what do I like about it? Um, you know, I, I lived in the dark times in the 90s when we didn't have anything. So it's um, it's kind of cool to be able to live in a time where, you know, we, we do have a lot of stuff. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it, it gets watered down and it and and most of it is is bad mm -hmm. but i don't know um it, it also comes down to the question you know do i want it all or do i want nothing right so it's 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 interesting i mean i'd rather have a lot of star wars so i can go back into that galaxy far far away and see what's up and then you know like it or not but um i'm not sure if i would want to relegate only big screen star wars and animation because what we've gotten at least for the most part i think what we've gotten in um in star wars on the small screen uh, i mean there's there's some good stuff and even the the bad stuff i mean i don't know i you know bad i'm using in quotes whatever mm -hmm. you like it you know whatever but yeah uh we definitely have come a long way since the holiday special there, G4 series <laughs> racing. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to say, give me all the Star Wars. I'll watch it and I'll see what it's about. Um, okay. I'd rather do that than, than not have any or just have movies every three years and then animation. I ask because sometimes I, especially now with streaming and stuff, people have become so hungry for content that sometimes I wonder if there's too much being pumped out at once and the quality of the stories that we're getting are being yeah. compromised. That's the reason why I say that. So if you divided it where there's the movie division versus just the animated division, which are two different creative teams, there could be more focus on the movies instead of now you're worrying about movies, animation, and live action shows. I feel like there's just so much they're they're losing their focus and they're just trying to pump out just so you can stop, for the lack of a better word, bitching as to where I have all the <laughs> patience in the world and I will wait for good content. As opposed to just here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this, and it's like, I'm thank you, but I feel like, you know, I didn't like Book of Boba Fett. Kenobi ended up not really doing that much for me. You know, I like Mando, but I also don't find it to be as rewatchable. I loved Andor. Andor, Andor has really been the only one that I have found to be rewatchable. You know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah. is that because they're just pumping out too much, too quickly? I want the content. But I'm also Can't. willing to wait for it. Yeah. 
Now I'm not going to wait 10 years for it, but. Sure. Like I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Roe here. Like mm-hmm. I remember like the early 2000s were like, you know, early to mid 2000s, there wasn't a lot coming out. You know, you had a movie every couple of years and you had the occasional book, but it wasn't, you couldn't just think, Oh, you know, in a couple of months from now, I get to see another live action show. It was mm-hmm. maybe in a few years, we'll get to see, you know, star Wars underworld if it ever gets released. Fucking gosh, by the way. (laughs) Well, for somebody that loves uh, resistance, I I don't take too much credence into what he says. Yeah, I I I got, I got one, I got one for chat here. Oh, and that's in the spirit of the holidays. Is anyone here going to do a Star Wars holiday special rewatch? To celebrate mm. life. Some already, haven't some already have? Yeah, I think I've seen some accounts do. At least a, someone in yeah. Red 5 I know has done like a show about it, of a rewatch. But in general, like in private, I, I don't I don't know if anyone's done a rewatch just to be fun. Look, okay, <laughs> LG said she has. Look, Kelly said yes. Yeah, I remember somebody somebody had done that. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah, I agree, Josh. If all the live-action Star Wars looked as good as Andor, then I'd be okay with the yeah. what they're pumping out. Sure. Because Andor you know, was just just give look beautiful. Just give me just give me a live-action adaptation of the old Tie Fighter game, and I'll I'll be content. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be amazing. Give me a story about a Tie pilot. Let's let's get a yeah. story about a Tie pilot who joins up thinking he's going to do all these great things for the galaxy. And then as it progresses, he slowly gets more and more disheartened with the empire, seeing kind of what's actually happening under the surface. I like that. Yeah. You know, and that could run concurrently with uh, its companion piece, uh, something like uh, what Patty Jenkins was going to take on uh, Rogue Mm. Squadron. Mm -hmm. You know, you get uh, two shows, uh, different perspectives. You know, let me let me let me call Kathleen Kennedy. I'm okay. gonna <laughs> suggest that right now. Yo, Kathy, you know what? Then give me and then we, chance. Then we have a little crossover film, be like you know, balance of power in the spirit of the old Tie Fighter series, yeah. where mm-hmm. these two pilots kind of come together. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So Lucasfilm, if you're watching this, uh, you want to hit me up. <laughs> uh oh, Kelly's mad at you, bro. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Too funny. Excellent. All right, guys, that was five questions. Any final thoughts on our uh, five questions? We had a lot of fun with this. I love these uh, these shows when we do these uh, off the cuff five questions. It's a great way to get to know people. I like it. That was a lot of fun. It was. Excellent. Um, Guys in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. This is the uh, the final uh, Scarif Live of the year. Uh, we are going to be taking a break and, uh, I know, uh, Shanti, you've got some fun stuff planned for the end of the year on Scarif live. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about that? And I know, um, when we are gone, take a break, grab a drink and Shanti, Josh, and some, uh, guests will be back for Scarif after live. But, uh, why don't you tell folks about that? And then, uh, new year's plans. Okay. So, uh, uh, So, 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 so. I'm doing that. It makes me sound like some stupid valley girl. Um, anyway, uh, well, right after this, 
uh, at 930, um, earmuffs, Supreme Emperor. We're going to be talking about R2-D2 and his Swiss Army dick and how he's the biggest perv in all of Star Wars because he's just sticking it in everything. Um, we're going we're gonna to have... Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a monkey lizard army takeover because we're having uh, some people uh, so salacious rum is going to be on with us greedo and a speedo fabulous disaster and um a friend of their uh all a friend of mla darth taz so that should be a really fun and interesting discussion uh, we have a fun little game that we're going to be playing i have a little slideshow to show and we're going to be announcing our nerd of the week which is very relevant to a super, certain superhero uh that you know the news has broke about this week so if you haven't guessed who that is by now then uh anyway and then we take a break next week obviously because we only do it every other week and plus it's christmas so i said so again uh, but we have the 31st we have new year's eve and we are doing a new year's eve party stream we're taking over the scarif live slot at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go for as long as we possibly can. And it's an open stream. Uh, the StreamYard link is pinned to the chat. We want people to be just be coming in and out, chill with us, bring a drink. Um, I might be doing fireworks on the live stream, so that should be fun. And we're just going to shoot the shit. We're not going to have, there's not going to be any kind of specific topic. Um, we are going to be doing some special shout outs and things like that to uh, certain people. And, um, I guess I'll just announce it now. We're going to do like a nice little year in review. And Josh and I are going to talk about some of our favorite moments. <laughs> Lefty. We're going to do some of our favorite moments from uh, the past year. You know, whether it was guesting on certain people's shows and all sorts of things. So it should be fun. Everyone's invited. And if you want to hop on, you're more than welcome. Excellent. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Supreme Emperor, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Scarif Live. Uh what's uh what's going on in the in your neck of the woods? So we're probably gonna do some sort of little community watch party. We're thinking we might do the Star Wars holiday special, just a little uh everyone get together. We'll just kind of all chill out a little bit, have some fun, watch some terrible movies. Um Socially, I'm um, hoping to get uh, the next part of our interview with Christopher Sean up in the next week or so. And then maybe a little little hiatus around the holidays and then come back next year and uh, really pump up our interview series. See if we can get some more fun people on. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, we are so glad that uh, you came back tonight and played five questions with us here at the Scarif podcast and our lovely folks in the chat. Thank you so much tonight. We had a lot of fun. Everyone in the chat um, say hello and be kind to each other. Happy holidays. Remember, this is the last Scarif live of the year. We also posted uh, our last uh, pre-produced episode of uh, the Scarif podcast uh, last Thursday, which is our Quick Cuts show. We had a lot of fun with uh, three topics, three friends. Please download it. And remember, uh, check out the rest of our um, catalog. We are on the road to 35,000 downloads. We are uh, very close. And I think uh, I think we're going to reach uh, – I'm hoping to reach that goal by the end of uh, – 
uh, what, uh, right before Christmas, I think we'll, we'll hit 35 K. So thank you everyone for listening to the shenanigans here at the scare of podcast. Um, Shanti, do me a favor and, and, uh, using your best radio voice, if you can sign us out, baby. And that's the scuttlebutt. Woohoo! Look at that. She's got one too. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>